Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we're going to have a little recap of what's been going on because we don't really have a, a topic in mind, but it's been a while since we've had a reflection on our week and, and the coming weeks. So this is a great place to start, I think. You've been super flexible with me, Sherelle, because I had to change the podcast time due to my fear that I wouldn't be allowed in the Gold Coast from Sydney. But I'm here now. I've got an epic backdrop of a really nice painting. So I'm actually super zen now that I'm here. But it's been a crazy week on my end. How about you? (laughs) Mate, I've been so stressed too. But traveling is so stressful. Like, when you've got to be somewhere by a certain time with Wi-Fi, like all these mm. sorts of little things that stack up, I can completely relate being like, because we always cut it so fine with everything. Yeah. Um, so we're very lucky that we can have this flexibility. And as long as we record by Tuesday, right, yes. before the episode comes out, guys, this is um, <laughs> from the past, you know, as long <laughs> as we get it out before the Tuesday, it's usually fine. But My week has been so nuts and I think it's a great indicator of how much stress can impact you, right? Like Mm. every level of your freaking body, every cell, like your mind, oh Mm. my God, like never underestimate stress. Yeah, it creeps in in one way or the next. As you said, your mind, your body, um, somewhere will suffer. If Even if you're mm. all good on the outside, it's kind of like that that meme where the dog's sipping a tea when it's all fire around. It's like everything's <laughs> fine. You just grabbed your, your tea as <laughs> You literally <laughs> grabbed your tea as I was saying that. Or is that coffee? Surely not. It's 4 p.m. Oi, it's decaf. Oi, decaf. Oi. All right. Well, I nearly walked down to get a coffee anyway. Um, yeah, hey, so. It's tempting. What what has been your main stress of the week or what's been going on? Well, where do I start? Oh. <laughs> no, look, I always like, you know, find the silver lining. Life, like <laughs> life is great. Like I like I'm living my best life at yeah. the moment. I'm living my best life. So busy is a choice. Mm. And I tell mm. myself all the time, busy is a choice. You know, the stress, it comes in waves. Like stress is not bad for us all the time. Stress is great, you know, survival and we need to learn to deal with stress. Mm. But when you're pouring more out of your cup, you also need to be okay with pouring more into the cup at the same time to make sure that you've got stuff in the cup. So for me, like in particular, I know we're blood sisters together this week, by the way. Oh, we are. Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) my partner said to me, he's like, we are never launching anything when you're due for your period again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's so true because my sleep's gone down the drain. The I last saw that you had a really crappy rating, like really bad rating. What was like, that? Embarrassing bad. Six yeah. minutes of REM sleep. Six minutes. I had to look again. I'm like, uh, what? How is that? How does that happen? Well, like... <sighs> I just, I'd I'd been so mentally stressed and that's a really Mm. good sign of mental stress as well as your REM sleep, because unlike deep sleep, deep sleep is your like physical recovery. Whereas REM is more like psychological, um, you know, neuroplasticity at night. That's when that occurs Mm. in that stage of sleep. So I woke up, I remember like going to bed and thinking about like business and and then trying to fall asleep thinking about this thing that I'll you know and then waking up at like 325 and I was like 
flight or flight. I was like, I'm not going back to sleep. I'm so awake no. right now. Because so the next day you replied to me at like 5 a.m. I'm like, oh, what I held is back. Going on? Yeah, yeah, clearly. Because then I looked at your, I'm the biggest stalker. I suppose everyone would have done it. I looked at the reply and looked at your sleep data. I'm like, that doesn't make up. That yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. How? So yeah, I got like four hours of sleep that night. But, uh, you know, and as well, like had a bit of insomnia from my period coming. It was just that time mm. when core temperature was high. Naturally during that time as well, I get, I'm, I'm just so more tightly wound, like I'm a little bit more anxious than normal, even though yep. I'm not an anxious person. But mm. during that time of the month, I definitely notice it. Um, so that compounded with like a new project or a new program that I'm launching as well. Organized. That's so um, exciting, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Train so with Sherelle. It's all like, it's all good, right? Like, it's all good, but good I'm stuff. like, rubbish sleep, mm. skin. Oh my God, are we getting started on that? Like, I can't even begin. Like, massive breakouts. I haven't had breakouts in months. We've right? literally had the same week though. Like your period used to be, um, hello, all the males listening. Um, your period was like miles away from mine and now somehow it's synced up even through Zoom, which is amazing. So it must've just compounded and exploded because this was like the first time ever that I had full cramps, mm. like actual cramps. Yeah. So, and breakouts as well, like mm. to the point where I was so embarrassed to even like look in the mirror and look at people. I, it, I reminded, it reminded me of when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, what yeah. is going on? Yeah. yeah. Even on this Zoom, like I've got like a forehead of pimples at the moment. And I went and seen um, my dermatologist yesterday um, and she was like, what have you done? Because I've even. What do you got, think it was? Just it's stress. Cortisone. Yeah. Even, even Abby was like the fuck are you doing you know yeah and I'm like yeah like just rubbish sleep poor like stress hormonal like mm-hmm. it all manifests um I've even started getting um dermatitis as well and that really that flares up yeah that flares up when I get um really stressed anyone who has dermatitis you probably feel this with me it's so frustrating itchy. because yeah itchy you gotta you gotta pull back all your products you can't really wear much makeup um so yeah I've had I've had a really interesting week but it's funny because I just I didn't really notice or you don't notice when you're stressed you don't notice it stack Mm. up until Mm. the, the cup falls over Oh, you're so right. I mean, same like I had to get on the call with um, Gabby, who's been helping me with fertility, as I've mentioned, um, because I like halved some of the supplements. So there's this tablet called Lymphoderm that I take and it helps with liver toxicity um, and skin as well. So we halved that just because all was going well, kind of like people who stop doing their activations when there's no pain and then all of a sudden, nah so many breakouts. So I got back on that. I'm now doing a green um, clay mask every day. Mm. So yeah. So just literally green clay on the face, let it dry like proper until you can't Mm. move your face. Um, And that's already helped, which is good. And then I'm just doing things like changing my pillowcase frequently, trying not to put my face on it, washing my hair like a lot more often, (laughs) Um, all little things like that. And I think already just even if it's placebo, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's so much better already. So, Mm. yeah, but it all comes from digestion. I'm going to take your idea and do well what you posted and peppermint teas and things like that. Um, But sleeping as well, my sleep schedule 
bang on. Poor mm. Paul. Well, not poor Paul. Like it works out well because last time I was talking about our schedules were different. Now he knows because I got so sick, like really nasally, and I was panicking because I've got the seminar tomorrow. I'm like, I'm, I just need to be a baby right now. I'm going to put myself to bed because I'm really grumpy. Like literally it's like, oh, okay, okay. So now like my routine in bed, 10 o'clock, yeah. he'll stay up, do his work, which works out well. And I've been, yeah, sleep, not to rub it in, but I've been sleeping so much better. And mm. like, I feel a hundred percent again. So, you know, the cup fills, it overflows, but then you have to be practical. You can have mm. a little sook in the meantime, sometimes if you want, but then you have to get on with it. You know, strategize, take a rest day. I took all of Tuesday off, not off work because I still had work. And that was easy because I just did it in my pajamas, which no one knew. Um, Didn't go to the gym and then save that energy to recover. Because what's the point like lifting weights if your body's trying to fight off an illness? Mm. Your energy is going to be dispersed where you don't need it. Mm. I could not agree with you anymore. I did the exact same thing in earlier in the week, right? Four hours mm. sleep. There's no freaking chance I was going to hit legs. Like you, nah. some you've got to look at it and be like, what am I trying to do? Like we don't grow muscle or change our body in the gym. You know, we mm. break it down. So mm-hmm. it's not a matter of like what you can do. It's how much you can recover from. And yes. it's something to remind yourself of. Like I don't need an aura ring to tell me like I may as well be dead to know that I shouldn't go and train. Mm-hmm. So like I did that too. I woke up and I was like, nah, not training today. I'm having an extra rest day. I'm going to tick all the boxes today, get a good night's sleep. You know, I'm almost like, I was like to my period, like just hurry up, bitch. Like let's get this <laughs> over and done with. No fucking around anymore. Um <sighs> And yeah, like I feel so much better and, and auto-regulation with training is something I've always done. Like I've mm. spoken about this a lot when it came to shift work and night duty. And it's something I teach my clients, like just because the workouts on a Monday doesn't mean that you have to do that then. Like yeah. sure, there's always going to be logic in the way that we design a program around frequency, for mm. example, um, or like, you know, you're not going to you know, if you do two upper, two lower, you're not going to do upper, upper, lower, lower. Like Mm -hmm. there's there's always going to be things in your program, but that's the optimal. And sometimes you have to go to the practical. And if you need to mix things around, like arguably that is so much better. And I know that there's a lot of research that's been done on auto-regulation with training, like listening to your body and and pushing and pulling accordingly. And a lot of the research actually shows better um, outcomes before doing that. Yeah, well, it makes sense because there's so many other variables that come into play rather than just numbers on a bar or a machine. You know, you have to take into account your mindset, your physical state at the moment, um, all of those outside factors. So to be able to, yeah, still stick to your plan, but then chop and change as needed, that is the secret to the longevity of your training. Like, but you know, we started off, we, I was so religious to my program that I had set out. My macros didn't want to change anything. I remember feeling so ill and then still going to the gym just because mm. it was on my paper. And I ended up having to go home. I'm sure we've all been through that. Oh, yeah. You know, but yeah, just trust yourself and listen to your body. Or if you're unsure, have a chat with your coach just for mm. reassurance. I was chatting with a friend just before who's also a really um, amazing coach but then even she was saying she struggled to have a rest day too like it's in our nature but sometimes it's good to debrief with someone and it's weird that we were having the same week and we didn't even say anything like we just sort of kept you kind of keep it in you don't want to whinge about it until it's podcast time and now everyone is listening (laughs) 
<laughs> I winched about it yesterday. Oh, did um, you? Yeah. What was I going to say? It's 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 a really interesting point. Like I have a lot of um, you know, a lot of my girls reach out and tell me when they're feeling under the weather that they won't they won't be able to train today, and yeah. I'm like awesome like great you know what I mean like and I've even had a conversation um with a client in the past about like that feeling of feeling like you're letting someone down you know like Mm. if you don't if you miss sessions and I sort of like I put the question back like what response do you think that I would give you you know like yeah oh bad like you know (laughs) I'm disappointed but that's sometimes the the thought process that we might have of being mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm letting others down, I'm letting myself down, I should do this, train harder, be more disciplined. Mm. You know, it's not a lack of willpower, it's not a lack of discipline, it's it's really actually training smarter. And yep. I'm so like I'm the same, Danny. Like I've trained through injuries, I've trained through being sick, mm. you know, I've done all that shit too, and I've learned the hard way. And I think I don't want people to learn the hard way. Yeah, because you can have like six mediocre sessions where you're suffering or four really hardcore sessions. You'll get more bang for your buck out of those four hardcore sessions where you can push because you're in the right physical state and mental state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Or they come back and they're like, I feel so strong today. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. like it's not going to evaporate. Your strength's not going to evaporate. More often than not, we're carrying around a level of fatigue that Mm -hmm. we don't realize until we have a good period off until we do come back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not even just for, um, you know, being sick, but for travel as well. Obviously, I've been on a lot of airplanes in the past few months and people are sort of asking me, well, how do you do it all? How do you fit it in? And I suppose it does come back to what we're just talking about, knowing how to chop and change your schedule to fit it in. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like later I'm going to go train in the gym after down at EMF. I love that gym on the Gold Coast. So good. It reminds me of comp prep time. Um, But I didn't put myself a leg day because I know I'm going to be tired because it's late. So you kind of, yeah, manipulate your routine, but then also pre-plan. Okay, I know I'm going to travel on this day. What can I do during the week? But then also what don't I have to do? Because Mm. I was pretty sick. I had a chat to uh, Julie, Andrew's partner, because he was a little bit under the weather as well. And we're like, like, yeah, I know. I was like, fuck. (laughs) Like, right, the game plan is minimize focus on recovery and what you actually have to do don't put any other work in and now we're both yeah so ready for it do you know you just need a reminder yeah oh we all do that's so Mm. interesting i was reading a book last night about um simplifying your life and Mm, not just oh god i can't remember sorry it's it's next to what everyone's gonna ask (laughs) i know that's why i ask because i seems answering i can't remember (laughs) i can't remember what book it's called i'll post it um but (laughs) it's it was talking about things that take up not physical effort like you're talking about getting rid of some of the things that you've got to do but also the things that take up mental space Mm -hmm. so for example it had like this big long list of things that you could do to declutter or simplify your life like Mm. put all your charges in a container in your drawer like the things that take up like I'm looking at a box of shoes here like what's it doing in my office yeah it's a distraction it had lists of like every area of your life so relationship nutrition exercise work and like all these things and if you answered no to anything it's it's a mental drainer so if it was like Uh is everything in your undie drawer and bra drawer organized if you answered no that's a mental drainer from your life and you can simplify by doing that and I was going through I was like oh yes yes no 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 
yes, no, no, no. And I was like, these things are taking up space in my brain. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because if you lose the house keys, you spend 10 minutes looking for it and then you get frazzled and that'll carry over to your next decision. And then, I don't know, you look in the undie drawer and then your socks are there and this and that. <laughs> what are some other examples? That sounds like a really good book. So now you oh. have to post it because I really want to know the name. Oh, yeah, I'll have to post it. I've really only just started reading it. It's sort of yep. just like one of those voodoo life books, but it's mm-hmm. got lots of... um. I guess lifestyle hacks and yeah, and like minimalism. Yeah, yeah, and I mm. love that stuff. Like, I love that stuff. So I've only just started getting into it, but I'm definitely someone where, like, you know, I'm just so soothed in a cleaner environment, and it's mm. nice to know why. Yeah, yeah, less brain space. I remember when I was a kid, I used to hoard everything yeah. just because everything was so precious, whether it be a little toy or like a sticker or something. And my parents, one day when I was <laughs> sick, my dad came and just threw everything out when we were renovating oh, no. there. It was one of the most traumatic things I ever went through. And a lot of those Pokemon cards were worth a shit ton of money. So, Dad, no, nah, I'm still burning about that. Um, but then as I got older, I kind of got over all that. Obviously, you grow yeah. up because I'd hold on to things to the point where I'd grow out of it. I never got to enjoy it anyway like time zone tickets and all of that they don't exist Mm. anymore um so grew up and now yeah read a little bit more about minimalism and the less decisions and less brain clutter just like what you were saying Mm. um and it is refreshing like when I moved to Sydney I threw out like eight bags of clothes and so much stuff just you feel like you start fresh you can focus on one thing and yeah, it's really about not being distracted, I think, because, you know, your phone's going off, you're looking at something over there, there's mess there, and it just creates stress. Our yeah, tangents yeah. have been great today. <laughs> they are. But I was going to say as well, like with like that as well, sometimes the more flexibility that you have, the less like control you might have. So, for example, mm-hmm. with nutrition, like if we had no boundaries we have less control. Usually it's easier to snack. It's easier to binge, easier to choose the chocolate. Whereas if you have the more, like the more rigidity that you create or the less flexibility, like it's Mm. obviously sort of like a point where it's a bit too much. You know, usually we can control ourselves a lot better. So it's the same for picking an outfit, right? Yeah. Like macros like I'm I'm pretty I'm so regimented with what I eat I eat the same shit most days yeah um rather than being like what's for lunch or like what's for dinner I'm usually like well organized I'll have Mm. the same lunches throughout the week same dinners same snacks one of two breakfasts so they're the ways that like I create I guess more structure so that I can have less flexibility to be able to get rid of that decision fatigue Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely like that with food. I know a lot of people love cooking and it's a beautiful art, you know, going to the supermarket, picking your food, going home, cooking it. But for me right now, I just, I just don't want to put the time there. Like I'd rather have a meal prep company, you know. I, well, I get beautiful meals cooked for me at home now, but yeah. Oh, is just, Paul a cooker, is he? Oh, he is the oh. best cook in the whole wide world. He, <laughs> he's the, the type of person who loves that routine, getting the yeah. fish, putting it on the barbecue, mm. which is amazing. But yeah, you, you can't do everything I've learned you cannot do everything and yeah minimizing your decisions and and priorities is a game changer so again less is more take on less things we're Mm. filling our plates more and more and more because we're also used to being busy and it is addictive to the point where when you step back it can be quite scary Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm. if I have too much free space and flexibility it's like oh I need that um yeah rigidity a little Mm. bit as well so Mm. we need a balance yeah. There's also a lot of, um, you know, something I'm learning to do is, is sort of like what you said, learning to say no to 
certain things, like picking mm. the opportunities that you want. I feel like opportunities manifest as well. Like I feel mm. like sometimes you get these opportunities and I'm like, oh, I want to say yes to all of them, but I can't. Yeah. And like the past I would, I'd be like trying to take on everything and do everything for everyone else and like blah, blah, blah. And mm. it just, you know, and the more, I guess, the more that you grow and the more opportunities that you take, usually the more that come. Mm. So I think as well, like learning what, you can take off your plate, even if you want to do it, like just because you can. And look, the more amazing you are, the more opportunities you get. Mm. So like people are going to want you if you're good at something. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should say yes to everything as well. Exactly. While while you're going through a little bit of trial and error, say Mm. yes to a few things, but say no just as quickly as you say yes. If you say yes and you know it's not the right path for you, it's okay. It doesn't Mm. mean you didn't finish it. doesn't mean you're a failure. You're actually smarter because you didn't waste the time on a path that you knew wasn't for you. Mm. So, for example, uni degrees, you know, people finishing, oh, I'll just finish anyway, even though they know that they're not going to use it. Leave it first year. It's okay. Change. So yeah. interesting. I'm noticing this a lot, mm. a lot with a lot of friends and and like people I know in my life, like sort of coming to that crossroad with career. And I feel like, cause I've, I've obviously transitioned a lot of people like talking to me about it and asking me, and I'm like, this is so much more common than what I thought, like people just doing it right. Like just do, like, I should do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, this is what I've studied. I'm like fucking 25. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> you have a lot of life to work. You have yep. a lot of life to work and yep. you're hating it. Like mm, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And most of us has ha- have had a lot of different career paths and that's okay. It's a little bit more old school, you know, They people like my parents have had kind of one or two jobs yep. and they love it and that's fine. But, you know, in this day and age, we've got opportunity to make work out of anything we want. You know, you and I are prime examples of that, literally anything. Mm-hmm. And yes, we've put in the hours, there's been blood, sweat and tears and, you know, exactly. we and acne as well yes everything that you can imagine because we're human too um but it's just about yeah reaching a point where you can say right I've worked hard enough I've earned the right well this is me talking to me anyway I've earned the right to take a little bit off my plate because you get again you get addicted to that cortisol and Mm. busy and uni and exams and schedules and it's like oh so now that's why I don't really do many face-to-face appointments anymore I'm trying to break away from the time thing because I had such an issue with time I became so dependent on it because everything was a booking I'm now learning how to really just use my time to be creative like I still work the same amount of hours but work looks a little bit different now just because I changed it because I wanted to Mm. same with you Mm. I find like the less that I take off my plate like just the more I put back on though like yeah but you put different things on yeah you never just take it off and sit on the couch twiddling your thumbs like I mean I, I walked on the beach just before literally just for 30 seconds made a story on Instagram it looked nice and then I'm like fuck all right I'll go to Woolies get my meal prep you know what I mean like did you upload a screenshot of your headspace though Oh, I haven't been using Headspace. I'm kidding. Oh, oh. I was kidding. I, was like, <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> you can't go to the beach and not meditate. Like, oh, well, I, I looked into the water and was actually doing a bit of gratitude because I've been in the hustle and bustle in Sydney and I'm like, yeah, it was actually nice to reflect. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that for you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was going to say like all this, you know, talk about the organisation, just like where are we at with prep? 
Like, where yeah. are we? Oh, God. Feel my, yeah. feel my energy. Yeah, because you're already in a deficit, aren't you? Yeah, I already started dieting a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I start in four weeks. I think the plan was to 20 weeks out, I start. So, yeah. which I'm doing all my dinners. I went out to a beautiful restaurant last night. And I'm kind of like, kind of like the last supper mindset's coming yeah. in. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. God, which is interesting because... I don't like going out to dinner for every single meal anyway. Like even here, I went and got my rice, got this. I'm not going to go out. So there is, again, that rigidity. So you can you, you start to just change your thoughts and mindset around it. So I know that I've got a couple of weeks left. I'll go out and do my extravagant dinners um, and then start, yeah, dialing it in. And oh, I'm excited. How are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm in that routine now, which is You're really in it now. nice. I'm mm. in it now. So it's, it's great. Like, I love this because I've never had it. So I'm just like, what do you mean? No, I've never had this consistent routine in my life since I like with the prep. Yeah. You've normally squeezed it in between shifts. Yeah. So Mm. this is a very different um, prep for me. And it doesn't necessarily mean though, like I'm still ticking all the boxes. Like I had two hours sleep the other night. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But like, you know, it's going to be the same. Do you know what I mean? Business is going to have to take a step back when prep gets close, you know, or not prep. Well, when we get closer, you know, we've got to pull back so that we can put forward into other areas, which is going to be comp prep to yeah. be able to make sure we've got the time and the energy to be able to, because it's a full-time job. I swear it to God, it's a, actually, it's a part-time job. Maybe not full-time. It's definitely <laughs> competing at the pro level. It's definitely a part-time job. Like when I was working full-time and prep, I had no, nothing else, no other room. Yeah. And that was hard, you know, but that's mm. the reality. I find that every prep, you work out how to make it easier for yourself. Kind of like you, you've changed jobs. You're now in a situation where you can mold your life around your training, which is amazing. Um, not many people have that luxury, but again, we're, we were everyday people. So we've just created this situation to help us. Um, so I went from, yeah, working on the gym floor, working set hours to then having a gym right opposite me, then working in a gym. And again, now in a gym as well, I'm going to buy, buy a cross trainer for home. Um, all these little, you just do these little one percenters that make it easier, but yeah, I haven't really started putting the foot down. I'm not really doing much cardio yet, just a few steps and things, but I'm like, you know what? The gym I'm at doesn't really have much cardio. I'm just going to buy the machine. Yeah. May as well. Or time, go for a walk. time is money. Do you know what I mean? If you can mm. not have to travel to another gym to do that, then mm. 100%. I get so bored on cardio. Like, I like, I'm I like, ooh, bike today. Ooh, yeah. cross trainer today. Ooh, steps today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like, if, if, you can, if you've got the space as well, that's another thing. Throw it in. Throw it I'll in. just put it out on the back veranda thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, cold Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, so for me, it's just about, yeah, well, all of us really putting a little bit more time. I mean, we're already training really hard. I've had um, training partners now in my sessions and fuck, it makes a difference. Like, um, obviously I trained with Paul and then I trained with Hattie as well. We did a shoulder session and I'm like, don't bitch out, don't bitch out. Just You, you just go next level with a training partner, like one that's amazing. You can't just train with someone who's going to stuff around. But I never really saw the value in making my schedule match someone else's to train. But now, just in those last reps, like on the hamstring curl, they can help spot you and push your legs up or shoulder. Oh, no wonder you've been doing it for so long. Mate, my whole roster is like, I'm like, when are you free? Because I'm like... 
And I'm like, you're doing my program for the next 25 weeks. Like, that's so good. That's going to happen because it Amazing. makes a massive difference. Like it's, it's, it's huge. And it, I think it just shows you how much you can push and therefore it bleeds into when you're on your own as well. Like it does, it's mm. not like I have to be with, with Eugene to train hard, but mm-hmm. it does show you your limits because as well, like I think the trick as well is having a training partner who is a little bit more advanced than you, a little mm. bit stronger um, because then you, you know, try and keep up with them. Yeah. Well, we rise yeah. to those who we're surrounded with. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the people that we train with as well, like, they might not need that huge push, but you can't have the a huge discrepancy in yep. your experience. It Otherwise, you'd be like work. a personal trainer to them. Yeah, and yeah. like bless poor Eugene. That's probably what I was like at the start. Like, yeah, I yeah. Think as well, you know, you don't don't feel intimidated to ask people just because you feel like they might be a bit more, you know, your senior or experience in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just about being like work ethic. You mm-hmm. know, like how hard do you want to train? Like, um, do you have similar personalities? Like, you got to be able to talk to them between your sets. It's not just mm. all being like, do I like hanging out with them? Is there yeah. value in doing that? So, yeah. like, it was a massive change for me to be able to actually have someone to push me. Um, I suppose that's why people have trainers. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> That's what, a pers- so. that's what a trainer is, I suppose. I've just never really had one. So I've just put training partner and PT in the same thing. So, yeah, hire a trainer. <laughs> yeah, or get a trainer. <laughs> or get I mean, a trainer. Yeah. I mean, like Make it fun though. No mm. one can afford a trainer four days a week. Oh, like, you'd be no. surprised, man. There are some people. Yeah, I know. Put on them. Just, just one. <laughs> a training partner though. <laughs> There's a point though where you don't need, like I think in-person trainers, like I had a strength and conditioning coach for about a year, but he was breaking down technique and everything with me. Mm. They weren't like grinding sessions a lot of the time. They were more skill-based. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's a incredible to start with. But then it was like, now I just want someone to train with, to push. I don't need yep. to pay someone $100 an hour to do that. You know, you just find mm. a friend. And when you really like, have, like it's so hard to find good people to train with. Yeah, it's so hard. Not only do you have to know when to talk to them, but you have to also know when to not talk and yes. like have that mutual, like, because you don't want to stuff around too much. But mm-hmm. put yourself out there, have a bit of fun with it, you know, mm-hmm. like, or even ask to work in with someone on an exercise or, hey, do you mind spotting me? If they've got their headphones in, don't go up to them. Number mm-hmm. one rule, just don't yeah. go up to them if their headphones are in and if, they, if they're looking down. But yeah. if they're kind of engaging and the headphones are out, oh, hey, do you mind spotting me? You never know what, what will come out of it. Yeah, 100%. There's like, lo- there's a lot of power in like your culture at your gym. I think it's really important where you are. I used to train at this gym like around the corner from me and it was like dark and there was like, it was very, like there was no one in there that like really trained. It was sort of like a. God, was it a gym actually? (laughs) I don't want want to name, but it was not. Don't name it. It was was a club, you know, like, and it was just (laughs) close and it was what I would do between um, like art, like art before PM shifts yeah night duties like when I just had to get in there and get it done and the sessions were not good I didn't enjoy it as much whereas when I'd go to Doherty's which is where I used to train which was like all the bodybuilders like I was the weakest person in the room you know so good most of the time so Mm. of course I'd feel motivated and want to push and there was good equipment and I'm fussy with my machines now so like I wouldn't go to a lot of those spaces because I'm I'm like biomechanically looking at some of the machines I'm like I don't even make sense Mm -hmm. like how does that even make sense so it's almost like too much wisdom or too much knowledge I should say can go against you 
Yeah, yeah. Like I remember being younger and I don't know if you used to do the same, but you would kind of on a weekend go and explore different gyms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, instead of going out to lunch or whatever, you'd go to a new gym, you take your selfie with your friends, like went to this gym. I think people should still do that. Like explore gyms. It's fun. That's why I love traveling and going to gyms, even if it's one of the big chain gyms. It's just so fun. Like different crowd, different vibe. You learn what you like, you see what you don't like some a lot of the time but yeah it just mixes it up because there's something beautiful about having a nice routine that serves you but then every now and then you have to be spontaneous and in our sport you can't you can't deviate too much so our spontaneous living comes from changing environments Mm. and that's a big thing it helps me a lot yeah it's like finding a new bloody um Shopping center, you know, some girls, yeah. but I will. Oh, that's a- stressful though, because then you have to learn the car park where you parked your car. You should see me in Sydney, man. The roads are ridiculous. Like yeah, I've been lost. Traffic. So you have to be a formula one driver up here. Yeah, like uh, series, like really- turn now. And it's like, Oh no, I missed it. No, <laughs> yeah. couldn't do it. Um, big but shout yeah. out though to Jim in Caroline Springs, the new Derramets. Did you see my Ooh, story when I went no. there? I'm going How did tomorrow. I miss that? It was probably on the day that I was in bed sick being a sook. It was two it on weeks Tuesday. Ago. Oh. Two weeks ago. Um, they have like a rock climbing wall there. They have a basketball court. What? They have everything. They have they have mats to do jits on. They have That's amazing. It's the biggest gym in Australia. What? Okay, I'll have to yeah. have a look. It's That's new. Um, I'm going there tomorrow um, with one of my coaches and it is so much fun. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Like every glute machine so they've got like a nautical glute drive a booty burner and then this other one that's got like an extended moment arm like and then mm. a like a kickback machine they've got like a glute hub section that's there. so cool um and it it's i'm like oh this is fun you know you just get you're like oh where do i start new toys at? new toys i love that it incorporates rock climbing and other are you gonna do rock climbing or oh look Probably not. But I just loved <laughs> going there and I'm like, there's people boxing over there. There's like yeah. a full basketball court, like with the lads. And the, it was just like, that's I so love cool. that. I think mm. like that's movement, right? Like it shouldn't just be bodybuilding in a gym. I think like gyms aren't just for that. They're for everything. Yeah. That kind of reminds me. I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast. You remember the stores, um, Anaconda? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I tell this story? No. So when Anaconda opened up, I was probably about, I don't know, seven years old, maybe. Um, Mm. So then mum, my brother and I put on our bathers. We're like, oh, this new play center's opened up, you know, because on the advertising, rock climbing, swimming, kayaking. We're like, what is this adventure park? We walk in in our bathers and our towels and it was just a store. It was one of the most embarrassing things. Isn't it a camping store? It's a camping store. (laughs) Yeah, for those who are overseas, Anaconda is like a camping store. I don't know what the equivalent would be over there. But I was full G'd up because I thought it was a centre like what you were talking about. So we had to just play it cool and like, oh, fuck. Uh, Did a few laps and then just walked straight out, never went back in. Oh my god! That's why I was like, "Where are you going with this? Isn't it like a, a shop where they sell like tents?" And I like- know we were so let down. So you know, twenty eight years old now can can live out that dream again. Perfect. Live out the dream. Yeah, I, you know, I always laugh because I'm like, you know, I, got, I went and got rollerblades. I ride my bike sometimes, and I'm like, don't get injured. You know, that's the thing. It's oh. like, don't like explore and play and climb a mm. tree and do whatever you want. But I'm like that fear. I'm like twenty five weeks out. 
bubble wrap me. Yeah. (laughs) And even if you're not competing, I think you get to that point when you grow up and you're like, I do really want to go rollerblading, but, and then like all the fears come in, I'm going to break my leg. When does that transition happen though? I remember, you know, you're the wildest kid, you swing off the monkey bars, doing flips on the skateboard and stuff. And then one day you're like, no, I I won't jump over that fence because I might Mm. break my leg. Mm. When does that happen? I reckon on the wrong side of 20s. No, on the wrong side of 20s, you know, once you get, get towards the end of that, you're like, you know, I just don't recover as well as when I was 18, 19. God, God. Like some nice go out. I used to wear heels for like 10 hours. My feet would like bleed and I wouldn't even feel it. Next <laughs> no, day, you I wouldn't. Fine. Now I can't <laughs> even pose for an hour without having like a bung back. <laughs> I know. That is so true. Like things, yeah, things are so different. I don't know. We sound like we're bloody 100 years old. But have you, have you tried to go on monkey bars recently? No, I'd probably dislocate my shoulder. <laughs> exactly. It's impossible. Don't try it because it's a letdown. Or the flying fox. Like it's traumatizing. I, I love watching little kids and saying, just don't lose that. Like they jump yeah. and they do flips and they're so energetic and they're on the monkey bars and that. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're still designed to be able to do those things, but we just yeah. lose it in everyday yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't, sad realization. You lose it, don't you? I mean, you well, know, that's we're, true. we're designed to be like that, but obviously mm. our lifestyle would sort of, you know, and we're lucky we train. Do you know what I mean? Like it, mm. that's, I would say like mobility and everything is pretty good for us strength wise, like muscle mass, yeah. we're in a good position. Um, but yeah, I think you do just become a bit more older and a bit more cautious because, you know, I've had injuries. It sucks. Luke's got yeah. an Achilles at the moment. He's got yeah, a six month recovery and it's sort of like, I think it's just a bit of knowledge. Like you, you're just that little bit more wiser where you don't mm. want to like, Oh, we'll add an extra 40 kilos to that when you know you shouldn't, you know, you yeah. just think a bit more logically. Yeah, I just had a flashback. We were meant to go rock climbing that time. I remember I bought a voucher for it, but then I wasn't feeling well. So then we had coffee instead. And then that's the coffee that you helped me realize that I want to do comp prep. Like, because we didn't go rock climbing. We need to go one day. Yeah, so I random would, how things are tying in. Yeah, I would love to go rock climbing. I reckon it'd be fun. Um, yeah. One thing oh. I was going to say um, when we were chatting about skin, we're going to get... Oh. Lindy, who's um, my dermatologist, on to do an episode. And I was chatting to her yesterday about um, chatting about like different styles of skincare, like breakouts, sort of preventing that, and a lot of the myths. Because Mm. I've been chatting to her about like just some of the things that I did not know about skin, like Mm -hmm. in skincare, that she's like, this is like probably pretty common knowledge for you. And I'm like, no. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, it's a whole nother industry. You know, we know so much about health and fitness, but I'm Mm -hmm. like the the skincare and like the, the beauty side, I've got absolutely zero idea. I'm very not upstream with that sort of stuff. So it'd be very interesting to have her on, to be able to have a chat. Um, Obviously you're working with Gabby as well, who, Mm. you know, like a lot of the stuff, like I would never have thought of using a mask every day. No, I think that was because I was panicking. She's like, right, use it every day. I thought you weren't able to, but you are and it works because it just takes the things out of your skin. So you've got like an internal treatment and a lot, Mm. most of it's hormonal, but then you've also got the external, which products do I use? Like um, my eating, no, that's internal. So products that I use, any Mm. treatments as well, like micro needling and all of that. And I was in panic. 
Yeah, that, you've got your chemical peels. I was in panic mode. Like 16-year-old Danny came back out and like who hated talking to people and looking in the mirror. I'm like, Gab, I need to do, I need to book this in, I need to do that. She's like, no, it's okay. It's very hormonal what you're going through because it's all around the chin. That's how you know it's hormonal. Yeah, yeah, cool. We'll have this supplement. Um, just slow down, rest, all good. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. So again, less is more with skin, but I'm definitely not an expert. So I'm so excited for this episode, actually. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because I think um, even the things with me, like having dermatitis and just some mm. different things that I was like, oh, so I shouldn't put that on that. Like, And yeah. I'm just very blasé when it comes to skincare and just like, you know, we need to change it to this. And like I was saying, I've been using red light therapy and mm. there's lots, lots of different things that you wouldn't even think about it's just like when we had um like I guess um Abion from it's just like a whole nother like yeah. whole nother niche that we're like oh this is interesting and skin's for everyone right like everyone, everyone everyone like really wants to improve their skin yeah. I think that's a very common thing like this is why filters are so mainstream it's because yeah. everyone wants to be able to enhance the collagen of their skin have Botox and do all these sorts of things so it'd be cool mm-hmm. to have someone on to be able to ask those questions yeah, you've got people like my grandma, she just uses water. Love it. <laughs> and she has the best skin that I've ever seen. It's soft. There's like hardly any wrinkles and it's just water. Like what is that? What even is that either? Like, Can we bottle that up and sell it? Please. Do you know what though? I it must be holy water or something. Who knows? <laughs> I remember this um, old lady in um, uh, like an aged care place I used to work at and it was the same, like this just gorgeous skin. I was like, what's your secret? And she was like, dove soap. And I was oh, like, oh, God. Dove soap. Imagine anyway, that. I think Lindy would have a heart attack because um, oh, dry yeah. everything out. Dry everything out. My dad's solution to this when I was a kid, bless him, he really tried to help me, but it just made life, life more awkward. Um, I'm like, because I had pretty, I had really bad skin, like. And then he's like, just sit out in the sun or dry everything out. And that was his solution for like a year. Fine. And then that's how I ended up going on the pill, actually. So it did help me back then for my skin. But such an old mental, yeah, just, or every time we'd go in the the beach, like salt water is a blessing for skin. It's just every time, there you go, the salt water will be good for your skin. Yep. Oh, salt water is good for your skin. Like, okay, cool. But you you really need a whole intervention when it comes to like cystic acne. You need a whole, like a holistic approach. Yes. Good intentions. Like, wow, this fantastic salt's great. <laughs> so Water old school. Oil. Very old school. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think as well, like, you know, my solution was proactive when I was younger. God. Who Did you used to use that? I used to bleach yes. the cows, Paul. Yeah. You think some pillow would be bleached? Yes. But how, how skincare's changed? Do you know what I mean? And those like, ads would just dominate the TV. Oh, Mm. Who wasn't on proactive? The, the three steps, right? Yeah. Like have this harsh Yuck. chemical thing and then this toner that would sting your The eyes. green one, yeah. And then, and then that little bloody moisturizer. The bleach. <laughs> the finish it off and just yeah. kill everything. Um, but, yeah, like for me as well with skincare and what Lindy will talk about is like less is more. Like, mm. you know, and she's really big on like you don't treat the skin as a whole, like on your face. If you've got different areas, they need different like interventions oh my God. as well. So, you know, if I've got dermatitis under my lip, well, I'm not going to use the same moisturizer on that that I would for the rest of my face. And if I'm mm. having a breakout, then you don't use all your products on that breakout. You treat the um, the disturbed barrier, not. Mm 
not mm. all of it because you're just trying to restore the pH in your skin. So that was very interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I didn't that. think of that. Shit. So she was like, oh, no, you don't need that sort of like that <gasps> pimple treatment all over your face. Like just put it on that area uh, and yeah. vice versa. So I was like, oh, and then when you think of that, I'm like, that's so good for saving product. Right? Oh, of like, course. <gasps> I mean, in a tiny bit. Oh, when are we getting her on? 28th. Oh, amazing. I'm glad I asked. Yeah, I was I get the 28th. I think there was an email about, oh, that'd be awesome. Good. So if anyone has any questions, I suppose, just shoot them through. Yes. I know yeah, I've got a lot. Amazing. Help yep, me. She's amazing. Cool. Um, That's exciting. What else? Level up events. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, level up events will come. Um, we haven't yes. really organized a huge amount, but they're definitely on the way. And we're really, really excited for those. Yes. Yes. That'll yes. be so much fun. Yeah, they're going to be sort of like a mastermind type thing. Uh, we'll rattle off, or not rattle off, we'll go in depth on some of the topics, you know, training, mindset, nutrition, have a Q&A at the end, something fun. So we're still in the works of that, but definitely stay tuned for those. We're looking at mm-hmm. Melbourne and Sydney for now, um, but if the demand grows, then, yeah, we'll happily travel to you guys. So mm-hmm. I'm pumped. That'll be, yeah. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, we'll probably speak more about it perhaps on the story. We might even put some Q&A boxes up um, and just get some interest from you guys and see what direction you want to go in as well. But definitely Melbourne, definitely Sydney. Um, and, yeah, maybe Australia-wide. Mm, stay tuned. But until then, everyone um, tune into Sherelle's new program that she's launching. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very yeah, really exciting excited. times. Um, yeah. And then I'll be able to sleep better once this is all launched and then calm down and we can start the prep wagon. Yeah, the prep wagon. Full prep series. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, that was a very long um, tangent. Good. Mm, Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, (laughs) We hope you did enjoy this podcast as normal. Please do take a screenshot, tag myself, tag Danielle, and, of course, the Level Up podcast. Thank you.